0: Good morning together. You may take a seat. Great to be back and uh, what a joy it is to be with you. And uh, what a joy it is that uh, you've seen your lead pastor trust me enough when he's not here. <laughs> uh, he's a great guy and uh, I just want to honor Lottie. He's, uh, he's just the real deal and I'm just so excited. I remember having a coffee with him probably middle of last year and uh, he was sharing a bit about the transition of uh, taking uh, the church into a new season and uh, the exciting part is I, I just feel like you guys are breaking ground in, uh, in, in helping cities understand what church is all about. And uh, I'm just so thankful to see so many of you here. And uh, the good news is that God is on the move here. I, I traveled around the world last year into 10 nations. I uh, had the privilege of preaching in six of them. And uh, I had the, the incredible privilege of seeing what God is doing around the planet. He's, he's on the move. Don't, don't listen to what the news is echoing. Uh, I tell you, we're in the, in the precipice of the greatest move of God that this planet has ever seen. That we're going to see one of the greatest outpourings of revival and sweeping of harvest that this generation has, has yet to see. And, and don't, don't get disheartened, but rather keep your eyes fixed upon the one who is about to do a work in and through us. But here's the good news, that uh, we, we feel called to this nation, we feel called to this city, and uh, the good news is that we believe the power of God is at work in and through this city. So much so that we're starting to see God moving week in and week out everywhere we go. And, and I can tell you, we're seeing miracles, we're seeing signs and wonders, we're seeing people coming to Christ. We saw nine people respond to Jesus in Port Macquarie last week, uh, just in the, in the church service of a size, very similar to this. Uh, last week, we saw healings, a lady that had broken ribs from two weeks, an injury, she fell off a bike uh broke her ribs we prayed f- well actually i didn't pray for her. The, the the people in the church prayed for her and uh and she was able to take hugs for the first time pain-free amen, amen. so if you've broken a bone recently uh take that test me as your test me i thought of you just then <laughs> we just speak healing over that toe in jesus name Say so no more no more pain in jesus name we uh we had a bit of fun i i spoke at the men's breakfast and uh uh I, I, like to, I like to challenge people's model of how you get healed because who knows that Jesus never used a formula and it's not based on how powerful your prayer is, but how powerful he is. And so we got out some oil guns and we shot, shot people's sore shoulders and, uh, and initially people are like, this guy is crazy, he's lost the plot. Uh, but as we did that, people started getting healed and people went, oh, we might start using this. But I, I was using a bent oil gun like this and a guy came up to me and said, you can't shoot a bent oil gun. You know, you've got to have the finger straight. So that was, that was a bit of fun. But you know, God is, God is on the move. And, uh, and I want to I share this morning just a, an opportunity that's arising where Together is going to partner with us to, uh, to launch a brand new ministry right in the heart of this area. And uh, we are so excited. I, I spent the last three years overseas just exploring what God is doing and seeing what, what is working, what isn't working. And, uh, and the good news is what we're going to pilot is probably what I would deem the first in the world. Uh, I don't know of any other place in the world that's going to do what we're going to do. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It's just that I'm not aware of it. Uh, but the exciting news is it's a brand new thing. So uh, I'm excited to present it to you this morning. If you've uh, got the, the first slide up, about three years ago, I was in a session hearing about David and Goliath, the story in in the Old Testament. And at the end of the session, I can't even remember who was speaking, but at the end of the session, we all had to stand up and the, the pastor was leading us into an encounter of who is who is the Lord leading you to defeat what Goliath? And the Goliath that I felt the Lord share with me is, Craig, I want you to bring a solution to mental illness in Australia. And I was like, ah you got any other options? And when I said that, he said, well if not you, who? And I felt the love of God come through His weightiness of His glory. And it's in those moments that you don't, you don't have to fully understand everything, but the deal is you just go, yes Lord. Because the reality is that His, His magnitude of what He can do through you can qualify you. Who knows that you, you could potentially be doing something right now that you feel totally unqualified to be doing. <laughs> oh, good! I'm amongst friends, <laughs> and that is the posture. It's not that God wants us to be stupid, but He wants us to be dependent on Him. And it's amazing how, when we just follow the work of the Holy Spirit rather than trying to take the Holy Spirit somewhere, how the the fruitfulness of our lives grows incrementally in a powerful way. I uh, I'm a radiographer by trade. I've been a pastor also for over a decade. And I just want to also re- release, uh, I'm just about to s- switch my credentials across to ACC. So I'm a few months out from becoming an ACC uh, cr- credential pastor, amen, if Lottie gives me the tick of approval. So, uh, so uh, please, put in a good word. Uh, but a survey was done about five years ago, National Health Survey. So these are all Australian standard uh, results and stats that suggested that over four million Australians struggle with mental illness. Now that was five years ago. I don't know what the results would be today, but I would only assume that that would be higher. The interesting part is if you were to add uh, chronic pain into that situation, that that statistic increases from 18% to 31%. And the fact is that most mental illness challenges come in situations to people before the age of 25 and yet it's interesting that the people under 25 are the least likely to to seek help and so we find ourselves you, you would know there's always a touch point with this topic you would have someone in your family someone in your workplace someone that you know closely that is struggling with this area of life and uh, I, I just feel it's on the heart of the Lord to bring about a solution we're not claiming to be the only solution. There are some amazing works that are being done out there. But we're believing that God could use people like us to not only manage mental illness, but to heal it, people's, renew people's thinking to get and stay healed, and then to re-inspire, re-inspire hope so that people can step into the dreams that are on their heart. And I just feel like that's on the heart of the Lord. And so as a result, we're launching, the next slide if you wouldn't mind, Is uh, this is called The Healing Path to Wellness and uh this is the the name of the the ministry that we're going to be launching and that's the website and if you would like any more information about it i would encourage you just to jump onto that and you can uh, find out what we're about and what we're looking for next slide Uh, but this is what we're going after we're believing that we can heal mental illness i i have a real mission in 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 the church to break down the stigma of what mental illness has become in the church that why has it been deemed a a greater sickness compared to someone that's got a broken leg? And if someone's got a cast on their leg, we don't look at them in a a lower class situation and say, oh, well, you know, something's wrong with you. No, we just realize they've got a broken bone and they're in a cast because they need to be stabilized. It's the same with the brain. When you're struggling with trauma and, and, and challenges that have led to mental illness, the reality is you've got a broken brain. And all they need is a place to actually be stabilized and released back into a place of hope again. And so we're believing that we can heal them, we're believing that we can apply therapeutic services to sustain their wellness, and then life coaching to actually re-inspire hope. And so they're the three things we're gonna go after. We can't do all things, but they're the three that we're going after. And so as a result, this is what we're looking for. We're looking for people, next slide, thank you. Uh, We're looking for people who are passionate To see Jesus heal the sick. Is it possible to heal mental illness? Yes, it is. Have I seen it? Yes, I have. Is it the norm? Not yet, but I'm believing we're going to see a move of God that's going to sweep across. It's going to start in Newcastle and spread out through to the Hunter Valley, that why couldn't this be the healthiest region in all of Australia? And I'm believing every time the expansion of the airport is publicized in the news, I just sit there and go, thank you, Jesus, that that airport is now housing more capacity so hundreds of hundreds of people can be flying into this city and this region to find hope and healing in areas of debilitation. We're already talking with people in other states and other areas of the nation, but we're committed to starting it here because we'd rather start it here and see it work try to disseminate it out yet but we're believing that this would be a move of god that could sweep right across australia we're looking not only for people who are passionate to heal the sick but we're looking for therapists accredited therapists accredited counselors we are asking for accreditation so that we can keep a standard of quality but also professionalism and it is an opportunity for you to explore uh gaining accreditation if this is something you're passionate about we're looking for art therapists music therapists play therapists we're looking for people that are breathing specialists. We're looking for uh, refocus counselors, sozo counselors, or any counselors to, to that stack. We've just signed on a, a dietitian this week, praise the Lord, and uh, it looks like I can't spell. I'm sorry about that. Uh, physical therapists, exercise physiologists. We don't want to just pray for the sick. We want to lead them into a pathway that actually helps them stay well. And we're looking for uh, anyone in those sort of uh, regions and alignments that would like to partner with us. We're also looking for anyone that love to inspire hope in people that would love to be a life coach. If you're accredited or would love to be accredited, we can help you in that pathway as well to become accredited. If you're also interested in other the operations or even just part of phone counseling teams, intercession prophetic team, we would love you to be part of that. So that's what we're looking for and we're just building awareness over these next series of weeks. And the last slide, we're leading into a training period where uh, we're seeking not only therapists to to join the team, but we're actually going to start training the healing prayer team. So if you've got a passion to heal the sick, you've got a passion to see people that are mentally unwell, have an encounter with Jesus and see the wiring and the organic structures of their brain getting healed, then I encourage you to come and join us at Gateway. Now, we want to establish a work in pelican. We've got a, an inner city church that's willing to partner with us and we also want to use Maitland as a base and Together Church being the very base that we launch it for the Hunter Valley. And if we have enough interest, I would, I would, love, to, I would love to, after this training period, uh, run another one here up in Maitland so that we can actually start training you with the hope that we could launch sometime later this year. Maybe Terms 3 or 4 is sort of the, the rough time zone. What we don't want to do is start it and not make it sustainable. So we'll do Pelican to start with at Gateway Church, and then we'll move out from there. So that's an exciting day, amen? So I would, I would ask for three things. One, would you pray for us? Uh, this is a huge area that we're stepping out into. It's an area that we believe is on the heart of the Father. Uh, but we know that we can't do anything except unless the Lord moves through it. And so I just ask that you would pray for us. We've got our charity application in the, into, with the government right now and we're believing that we would be able to also secure tax deductibility. Uh, that would be a huge breakthrough. So I just pray, we should find out in the next week or so whether that's been successful. So pray that that is a, a favourable thing. Would you consider being part of this team? Would you consider being part of the, 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 the Together Church team that would have the ability to actually welcome people in from the community, not just churches, but people from all the sectors of society that are struggling in areas and we take them on a pathway that would lead them into health and vitality. Amen? So I thank you for your willingness to consider that and then jump on that website as I mentioned earlier if you need any more information or alternatively you can jump up at the back and there's a sign-on sheet and all that is is signing up to say I'm expressing interest, I'd like more information. You're not signing up to do anything, you're not giving away any money, it's purely just an opportunity to find out more information. So if you'd like to be part of that, love to chat with you some more at the end of the service. I, uh, I've got a couple of books that I, I wrote when we were in uh, Bethel last uh, year. I finished off this, uh, this book called The Grace Exchange and basically it's a story of uh, God's grace that exchanges old for new, uh, lost for found, uh, areas of shame to honour and uh, it's just a, a great description of what God did through us over the last three years and uh, I wanted to give, give these away. If you buy that one today, you get the Connect 52 as part of that two-for-one today. So, who had a birthday or an anniversary this weekend? Has someone celebrated a birthday or an anniversary this weekend? Yeah, good on you. Up the back there. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. I'd love to give this to you. Awesome. Just remind me your name brendan awesome man well, i just release this over you and i just pray that the, the increased revelation of grace would become real to your life and i, I just feel like the lord is going to increase his ability to actually reveal himself to you and i just see grace upon grace being released to you in jesus name so i pray the power of the holy spirit would rest on you and that this birthday weekend would be memorable because the lord would mark you with a with an encounter that would that would wreck you for the rest of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've also got a a signed one for Alex. Is there an Alex here? I felt the Lord uh, say, give one to Alex. uh, Alex, you're an Alex? Come on up, Alex. (laughs) I like it when God speaks. It's good, isn't it? You know he's always speaking. Yeah. There you go, champ. Exactly. Hey, uh, I also felt the Lord give me two names, Bill and Mary. Does that mean anything to you? Do you have a Bill and a Mary in your oh, life? I've a Bill and a Mary. You yeah. know a Bill and I'm a Mary? Currently in the life. Okay. You know. Well, I felt like the Lord gave me that, and he also gave me John 14.10. Yeah. And that scripture is basically this. Don't, You know, when Jesus talked to the Pharisees, and he says, Don't believe me based on just what I say but recognize that I am in the Father. and, and uh, Sorry, the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Don't believe me just by what I'm saying, but recognize it's the Father working within me that's actually doing the work of miracles. And I felt like the Lord was going to take you on a deeper journey of, of understanding and discovering what it meant to be in the Father and for the Father to be in you. That what the Lord is doing through you right now is drawing you to greater awareness of what it is to be at one with him. You don't have to do anything more. Yeah, it's right. simply just you're in him and he's in you. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know what you do, but I just sense that you're going to see great fruitfulness as you draw closer to that revelation. Yeah, I so so I so right. just release that over you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you. Awesome. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you open up to Mark five twenty-five? And this morning I just want to bring a short encouragement. My aim this morning is just to lead you in, into an encounter of peace which has been an encounter that we have experienced healing mental illness, healing autism, healing uh, ADHD and I want to take you onto this journey of encountering this peace because it's this peace that I believe is the key and an invitation to knowing what it is to walk in divine health, amen. It says, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years And she'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. You ever been in a situation where you feel like you've invested everything that you've got and nothing seems to be working? That you've spent money, you've gone to see specialists, you've seen all this investment of time and you find yourself feeling totally hopeless. You've tried everything you know and nothing seems to be working. Well, this is the story here. This woman for 12 years... Had, had sought out help to get free from this sickness. She spent everything she'd had only to find no, nothing had changed. And it's interesting in this passage of Scripture that just before this woman that had been sick for 12 years, a young girl, the daughter of Jairus, was 12 years old. And here we have a 12-year-old girl about to get touched by Jesus and be brought back to life. And here we have a situation of a woman sick for 12 years, who reaches out and touches Jesus and she encounters her, her encounter of, of healing as well. Isn't it good news that Jesus can touch you or you alternatively can reach out to him and the outcome can be the same? I think that's just so encouraging. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately. Say immediately. Immediately. Who loves immediate miracles? Oh man, I live for immediate miracles. But who knows, there's also a process in the miracle. And the eyes of our attention don't need to be just simply on, did God move or did he not move? But our eyes of attention can be upon the one in whom is the miracle giver. And I would encourage you, Go for the immediate miracles. Believe God fervently for God to break into your situation. But if there's a waiting period between the moment you're believing to the point of of breakthrough, don't say, oh, well, God's not interested in me. God's not for me. God must be punishing me. Rid yourself of that, that unrenewed thinking and find yourself going, you know what? Today is a great day for a miracle. And if it's not today, tomorrow is a great day for a miracle. And if tomorrow's not the day, then the day after that is a great day of a miracle. Because here's the interesting thought. When Jesus was walking past here, he wasn't thinking he was going to do a miracle. There was crowds of people surrounding him. And this woman reaches out, and it's probable that he had a prayer shawl around his neck that went all the way down to the ground with tassels on the end. And it's probable that she reached out and touched the the tassels of that prayer shawl. Now, those prayer shawls were used by priests, to actually represent and symbolize the commandments and the promises of God. Now, isn't it interesting that this woman, in her desperation, in her willingness to say, I've got no other option, but I've heard about what Jesus is doing. She reached out to the promises of God. And it's in that moment that she received a miracle. I tell you, do not let go of the promises of God that he's had for your life. Do not let go of those things that you've been hanging on to and believing God for, because I tell you, as you reach out to them, the power of God can flow in a moment. It's interesting, the word there that's used in the original Greek of where this woman gets radically healed is the Greek word "sotzo," which is the word that means saved, healed and delivered. It's not just... Jesus came to earth to save us from our sins so that we could find ourselves in communion with him to go to heaven one day. But rather, Jesus' plan was we would be saved, we would be set free, and we would be delivered so that we could live a life of abundance here on earth. Amen? That Jesus doesn't want us to journey our life with enduring sickness and even the sense of chronic and mental anguish. That Jesus' best plan for your life is that you would be set free, healed, and delivered. And it's interesting that the Greek word used here when it says that she reached out and immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. It's a different Greek word there for healing and it's the Greek word iama, where the power of God is released over a person. It's the same power of God that was released when the Roman centurion said to Jesus, speak forth your word and my servant will be made well. And it was at that moment that the servant was made well. This account, where she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and at that moment, the power of God fell. And it's interesting that the Greek word, IMA, is an immediate healing, and yet there's another Greek word for healing called therapeuo, which is obviously where we get the word therapy from, which can happen immediately or in a process. We saw that the lepers, as they went, they found that their sight was restored. So there's a pathway where you can get healed immediately or in a process. But what I want to stir you this morning is the moment where the I a power of God, the immediate power of God is released, I've discovered, happens generally when you have great faith. Now, how much faith do you need for a miracle? Well, what we do know is that in Mark chapter 1, when a man came to Jesus and said, if you can heal my son, Jesus says, if I can? All things are possible to him who believes. A man that had such little faith and yet Jesus still healed his son. Oh, I find that so encouraging. (laughs) Then the leper comes to Jesus. If you are willing, Jesus says, I am willing, be healed. Some faith and he got his healing. Then we saw the two blind men, son of David, have mercy on me. They cried out to Jesus, great faith, and they got their miracle. Then we see the extraordinary miracle of the Roman centurion and the woman that reaches out. Extraordinary faith and they got their miracle. So how much faith do you need for a miracle? Some had little, some had a a bit more than that, some had great, some had extraordinary faith. I want to propose to you, it's not based on your level of faith that determines whether or not God will heal you or God will break into your world. I want to propose to you, it's not based on your faith, but it's based on his Why? Because Hebrews 12, 2 says, fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Now, in some Bibles, it says our faith. In the 1984 NIV, it says our faith, but the Greek word our is not there. So it could read, he is the author and the perfecter of faith. I want to propose to you, as you turn your eyes upon Jesus jesus will see you in your humility and return you with his faith i'll say that again as you seek your eyes upon jesus when i look at someone in a wheelchair i can feel great levels of intimidation that wheelchair is quite dominating in my thinking and i think can i do i have enough faith today to pray for the sick do i have enough faith did i spend three hours this morning in the word you know the reality is no but here's the thing do i need great faith to heal the sick? Absolutely. How do I get that great faith? It's not based on my performance, it's based on His. It's not based on how good I am, it's based on how amazing He is. And when we go to heal the mentally unwell, as we go to to bring peace to those who are mentally anguished, it's not based on how much faith we have, but how faithful He is. Amen? Amen? And so I want to stir you that we would turn our eyes upon Him Because as you do that, his faithfulness will translate into great faith. Now, am I saying that you don't need great faith to heal the sick? Absolutely not. But it's not our faith, it's his. And we get the partnership of joining with him. So here's this story. And at once, Jesus, verse 30 says, he realized that power had gone out from him. And he said, who touched my clothes? And of course, the disciples said, of course, people touch your clothes. There's thousands around us. But Jesus knew that virtue had gone out from within him. A woman, trembling, comes back to him and says, it was me. Verse 34, and this is where I want to finish up today. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you whole. But look at what he says next. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. The word in is, is, is rendered five times more in the Scriptures, the word unto or into. So it would be logical for us in this Scripture where Jesus could be saying, your faith has healed you, now go into peace and be freed from your suffering. I, I have a conviction that much of our mental anguish that we suffer, the levels of anxiety that we suffer, happen because we lose our ability to stay in peace anxiety simply is this the ability to focus more on the problem than the solution that we turn our attention and we meditate on everything that's possibly going wrong and we turn our attention more on that than the solution and as a result we find ourselves anxious and we've all been there i was there several years ago when we just moved to america used up all our savings to get there And then the car that we'd just bought was crashed in a hit and run. No ticket, no note, no camera showing what had happened. Our insurance policy crazily fell over in that whole process. And here I was about to pay for a car that I had no money for and we'd only just arrived in America and about to stay for a few years. I was a little, little on edge, I'll be honest. I lost my peace. I couldn't see a way out. And in the end of it, the Lord said, well, you didn't really pass that test so well, did you, Craig? I was like, a test? I'm like, that's, what sort of God are you? Why would you give me that? And he said, my test is not to punish you, but to show you how renewed your thinking is. (laughs) What an invitation. I was being invited to explore, to move into a greater place of renewing of my mind. The Lord came through in an amazing way to get us out of that situation. But it showed that my attention was on the problem and not on the solution. And I am convinced that mental anguish is as a result of us not living in peace. When Jesus was in the boat, remember the, the story in Mark chapter 4, where the storm was, was swirling around them, the waves were crashing over the boat. And the Bible says that the waves were so fierce that the boat was nearly swamped. It's a serious Bolka type experience. And Jesus is being described lying in the back of the boat on a cushion asleep. Everyone else is freaking out and they even wake Jesus up and they say, don't you care that we're going to die? And Jesus just stands up and he addresses the storm and says, peace, be still. How is it that Jesus had the authority to speak to the storm surrounding him? Well, I believe it's because he had a greater revelation of the peace within him that enabled him to have influence on the, the storm that was surrounding him. See, I, I believe that when you, you have a greater reality of the one living in you, the prince, the prince of Peace, Almighty God, the one who is dwelling within you, that you will have authority to have the ability to speak to your external circumstances when you have a greater awareness of the one who's living within you. Christianity is not an outside-in religion. It's not an outside-in relationship. It's an inside-out job. It's not based on the circumstances that dictate how we feel, but it's based on the one who's living within us that we can address the situations around us. How can we be joy-filled? in some of the most darkest and challenging circumstances, it's not because we're, we're, we're saddest, it's not because we're, we're, we're so positive in our thinking, it's because we're aware of the joy-filled One who's living within us. And as we lean into that, we can then address the situation around us. And I want to submit to you, you won't have any authority on the storm surrounding you if that storm is raging within you. But when that storm is peace-filled within you, you will actually have authority to speak to that storm. And our hope with launching this pathway to wellness is to lead people into encounters that actually enable them to find the peace that dwells within them. Because then, when the storm surrounds them, they wouldn't be focused on that which is surrounding them, but recognizing, you know, like that song, this is how we fight our battles? The bridge that says, it may look like I am surrounded. That's the storm surrounding us. But the, the key line is, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh man, it may look like you've been given a bad medical report, but the presence of the Lord is surrounding that, even that situation. It may look like you've been placed in a debilitating financial situation or a poor relational situation. But the presence of Jesus that dwells within us has more authority than that situation. I want to stir us this morning that we would find ourselves recognizing not just having peace with God, with our eternal salvation, but to carry the peace of God through every challenge and storm that's surrounding us. Let me finish with this, with John 14, 27, and it's, it's this, we won't turn to it, but this is what it says. Jesus says this, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. The word there for leave is like an inheritance. I'm about to go from this planet, Jesus is saying. I'm about to bequeath you an inheritance. And this is what your inheritance is, peace. Peace. My peace i give to you that word peace in the original hebrew is the is the hebrew word shalom and a a derivation of shalom is this the spirit that destroys chaos and this revelation in john 14 27 of releasing the peace of god over people a spirit the Holy Spirit, that has the ability to destroy chaos. What is autism? Autism is the incorrect delta waves of the brain. In essence, it's chaos in the brain. And as we've been releasing the shalom peace of God, we've been seeing God rewire people's brains, so much so that young people that were so autistically challenged... We're finding themselves being reintroduced back into mainstream schooling, being reintroduced into mainstream learning and finding all those symptoms dissipate. We've seen over 60 young people being set free fully or partially as a result of just a simple prayer. We're not looking for demons to deliver them from. We're not trying to rid them of something, but rather we're filling them with the spirit of peace. And I want to stir you that there is hope for diseases that even medicine cannot fix. There is hope for some of these debilitating disorders that are ridding our society of peace and joy and freedom. And I am committed to going around and doing whatever it takes to restore hope to people to say it's possible through an encounter with Jesus Christ. And I say to you this morning, if you're here this morning and you know that you have people in your world or even yourself, you're struggling with depression or areas of mental anguish in any capacity, mild or extreme, whether you're on medication or you're not, I don't want to judge whether or not you're on medication. Medication is extremely helpful. But the point is this, medicine does not fix the issue. It simply just helps you respond better to the challenges that you're facing. But I have a solution, and his name is Jesus Christ. His name is the Prince of Peace. And one encounter with Jesus can set you free into a pathway that enables you then to start renewing your thinking so that you can remain well and then re inspire yourself to dream again, to live the life that you've always hoped for. I'm not offering you just this one step program that will fix everything, I'm not saying that you won't have challenging days. But what I am offering you is an encounter with God that can move you along a pathway to hope that will restore the challenges that you are facing, that your family's facing, that the community of this area is facing. And I'm believing for this place to be a lighthouse in Jesus' name. Why don't we stand? I want to lead us into an encounter this morning of taking a step into peace. Maybe for some reason you've stepped out of peace. You might be right with god but you've stepped out of peace well today we're going to step into peace and i've got some of our team here today eric and Barindi, versfeld they're on our team they're part of our board uh, for the healing path to wellness i've got some of our kids here as well and in a moment as we lead you into peace i've invited them to go around just simply lay hands on you and to release you into greater measures of peace I believe this is the greatest invitation of divine health that I've seen in the scripture so far. And I'm inviting you to step into it as well. If you're here firstly, though, and you know you're not right with God. If you know that today, if this was your last day on this earth, you would have no confidence that you would go to heaven. Then I want to invite you to, before you can experience the peace of God, I want to invite you to experience the peace with God. And that's to get right with God, to have your sins, your misgivings, your failures, your weaknesses set free and restored in relationship with Jesus. Jesus said, I came, I so love the world that I sent my son Jesus to die on a cross and rise again after three days. And that by simply believing in him and receiving him into your life, the Bible says you can experience eternal life. You can have the forgiveness of your sin and you can be right in in the eyes of the Lord. If you're here this morning, you know you're not right with God. I just want to invite you. I want to invite you to say yes to Jesus this morning, to get peace with God. If that's you, just simply lift your hand. I'd love to pray with you this morning and say, yeah, that's me, Craig. Would you pray for me? I want to get right with the Lord. Just very quickly. Is there anybody here this morning saying, yeah, I need to get right with the Lord? And quickly slip your hand up and I'd love to just pray for you. Is there anybody here? There's no one responding. So I'm assuming we're all good with Jesus. Is there anybody saying, yeah, that's me? I don't want to miss you. But if there's no one, praise the Lord, we're all in the brotherhood of the Lord. Is there anybody quickly that will say, yeah, that's me, Craig? Yeah, thank you. I see your hand. Good on you. Thanks for your boldness. Anybody else saying, yeah, that's me? Just one person so far. Is there anybody else saying, yeah, I need to get right with Jesus this morning? Is there anybody else saying, yeah, that's me? Yeah, thank you, sir. Good on you. I see your hand. Anybody else? Two people that have said yes to Jesus this morning. Anybody else saying, yeah, that's me? Would you pray for me, Craig? Is there anybody else? Well, what I would invite you to do is just to... Would you mind coming out? And I'd love to just pray with you just very quickly. Is that okay? I don't want to embarrass you, but I'd just love to pray with you. (laughs) It's your day, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your courage. It's awesome. Awesome. I think God's got your number today. (laughs) come come how are you i'm craig what's your first name nisha Nisha. lovely to meet you i just want to simply just pray with you and whether or not this is the first time you're doing this or whether you're just rededicating in your heart it doesn't matter it's about reconnecting with jesus so just say this after me dear jesus thank you for this day i ask you right now come into my life forgive me of my sin. And adopt me into your family. I ask you Holy Spirit. To fill me right now. With a security. Knowing I'm a child of God. That I would walk not just with the peace with God. But I'd now carry the peace of God. Fill me now Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. So Father I pray for Alex. Let's pray the peace. The peace of God would rest upon him right now. Pray for Nisha. The peace of God would rest upon her right now. And that both of you would know without a shadow of a doubt that you are loved by him and that you can step into the next days of your life in confidence knowing that you are right with God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. There's a couple of guys that would love to pray with you a bit further, so we'll just hand you over to there. But we're just going to lead you into an encounter right now. So i want you to find a bit of space where you can just take a step forward so imagine yourself being able to do that and what we're going to do is we're going to step into peace now this is not some new age weird cult thing we're we're stepping into the prince of peace we're stepping into jesus okay this is a jesus-centered jesus-focused encounter this is not some new age weird stuff we're going to step into jesus now when we do this I've done this all around the world and I've seen people have mass encounters with Christ in such profound ways that wirings, organic deficits, areas of, of uh, imbalances get radically touched. Yeah. This is not about the man of God. This is about the God of man. This is about Jesus Christ encountering the ones that he loves and he loves you, that he's willing to pour out his grace upon you right now. So if you're struggling any area of depression, ADHD, bipolar, any area of schizophrenia, any area of torment, you're struggling at night in your sleep, any areas of depression, any areas of anxiety disorder, any areas of of, of multiple personality disorder. If you're struggling with any area of tension or cancer or areas of chronic pain, as we step into peace, I want you to believe that the Prince of Peace is going to meet with you right now and encounter your body. So if that's you, I want you to just put that, your hand on that area of the body that you would like to see a breakthrough in right now, whether it's your mind, whether it's your heart, whether it's part of your body. And we're going to step into peace and believe for an encounter of God. Amen. Are you ready? I want you to break the partnership of believing that this is your identity. This mental anguish is not your identity. Yes, you are struggling with mental anguish, but you are a child of God. This is not your identity. This is a sickness that can be set free from your body. And so in the name of Jesus, we just break partnership with believing that this has become our identity. And in Jesus' name, we hand it to the cross right now and say no more. I am a child of God. So are you ready? On the count of three, we're going to step into peace. And what I want you to simply do is just become more aware of the one who's in you than the storm that might be surrounding you. You ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Step into peace.